welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. We have another guest with us today. Jason, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. So my name is Jason. It's like Jason with a D. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a Sagittarius son, which I don't know how much. I've always felt like I don't identify with it, but I'm sure I do. And I identify as being queer. Actually, because you said it's like Jason with a D, I had to let you know. So I was like listening to your podcast the other day, literally like the entire day afterwards, I was singing Jason Gerulo to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that a lot? I'm so sorry. I've gotten that a lot. No, you're totally fine. Literally I'm- all day. <laughs> if that helps people remember how to say my name, I'll take it. But I have gotten that before. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. I and then like- I also already knew that you were a Sag because of your podcast and you're yeah. a Cancer Rising, right? Yeah, and Capricorn Moon. Capricorn Moon. Okay, okay. We have two out of three, the same, but like different placements, but like the same signs in our big threes. So I love that. Yeah. 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 We love fire signs and Cheyenne's a cancer and she's Mm -hmm. very biased towards other (laughs) cancers. So So can you tell us a little bit about your queer journey, uh, what it looked like for you to come to terms with your identity and a little bit about coming out and, you know, just whatever you want to share? Sure. So um, I didn't, I thought I was straight until I went to high school because I was super boy crazy, which now I feel like is a very huge, like, signifier that you're queer. Like, (laughs) I had a bunch of crushes on boys, but I would never talk to them. Yeah. Um, all the time and my sister like never liked anyone and she was like that's so weird that you're like that but I was like I can't help it and then I went to college I went to the University of Oregon and the first thing I did was I joined the women's rugby team which to me is like the gayest thing you could do but I was like no I'm literally straight and then that was the first time I'd ever been around um that many queer women especially all at once and I was super I was like kind of overwhelmed because I grew up around like queer men but not obviously a lot of queer women and um it took obviously I met like one girl and then we dated for eight years we're supposed to get married broke up and then now I'm here so yeah (laughs) okay I was wondering about your current relationship status because some of the podcast episodes I listened to you were definitely still with that person yeah old yeah yeah. so (laughs) I remember when we did break up I was like should I take those down but I like I almost liked the idea of being able to look back and see like where I was because I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want to be that type of who I was then anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was very much like getting ready to get married and whatever. Um, but yeah, it didn't work wow. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, rewinding quick to rugby, I just love that you said that because my freshman year of college, I had a friend who was on the rugby team and she was straight, but she like knew I was. I would say, I don't love this term, but at the time I was like by curious, like I knew there was something there and I was like, there's something to explore and I'm in college. So this is the time. And she was like, oh, all the girls on the rugby team are gay. You should come out with us. And they took mm-hmm. me to my first drag show. Oh my God. Me and too. That was, was the best ever. thing ever. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that. Like I was so, I like didn't understand because I was also like, I didn't know a lot about gender identity or expression. So I was also confused. Like or they women but I also didn't care because they were doing like right. a bunch of Lady Gaga songs. like everyone was having fun but mm-hmm. um and I also had never been around that many people who like don't care what people think of them like at all times like being around straight people is so exhausting like they're constantly mm-hmm. like and I feel like that's been like instilled in like 
what I've absorbed through like society and things I've read and, and shows I used to watch where I'm like constantly worried about how people are perceiving me and then being around that many queer people and like or especially all girls like they don't care they're wearing whatever they want like none of them are wearing makeup like they're just doing whatever they want and living their lives and that was so refreshing to be around especially because the part of California that I'm from is super conservative I didn't know it was before I moved and then mm-hmm. when I came back I had like you know you like go to college and you learn that like everything you've ever known is wrong <laughs> I'm like oh uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that. and um, I remember coming back because I graduated in 2016 so it was right at the start of uh Trump's election and stuff like that and I was like I'm not from like a racist part of California and then I came home mm-hmm. and I have like blue lives matter flags so I've, I feel like my coming out story like I didn't come out, come out to like everyone till after my ex and I were together for four years. Um, oh, wow. Because I was also, which I hate saying this, but I was like, I only like boys and I like her because I was, mm-hmm. I never thought I was like attracted to women. Even when I was with her, like I was attracted to her and I knew that, but it was still confusing to me because I had never, I just never saw women who looked like me, like live an openly queer life. Like all my friends were very masculine and I wasn't. Mm. So I was like, well, maybe like, I didn't think it was a phase. I was like, we're literally going to get married. Like I I could feel that within like our first day. I was like, yeah, we're going to get married. And then I think once we graduated and we're moving from Oregon back to California, I was like, well, now I'm going to be open about it. Like we've been together for this long, like who cares? So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that, I carried a lot of internalized homophobia through that relationship. And I think once we broke up um, and we were engaged, like, and I was open about it, like posting, like, oh, we're dating and whatever. This is my girlfriend. Um, Then I was kind of like, now I feel like I'm like reliving my queer experience that I missed out when I was 19 because I got like wife down so fast (laughs) that I didn't get to like date around or like, you know, like in, I feel like in most like queer spaces, like everyone dates each other because we're all like friends and we only know each other. And so that's how my team was. And I only dated her. We only dated each other through all of college. And now I feel like I'm redoing a lot of stuff. Like um, last year was the first time I ever went to Pride and like, just certain things like that. Like this year I got to take my mom. Like that was super special to me. So, but yeah, I feel like, I mean, your guys' page is so funny and I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, why are they following me? Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so I know spaces like that on Instagram, especially because everyone's on Instagram mm-hmm. are super important. So I was obviously super excited when you guys hit me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, can I ask a question about the whole, like thinking that you were straight except for that one person? So was there like, was it just like gradually you ex- accepted that that wasn't true for you or did something happen that kind of like triggered the realization like how how did you come to terms with that side of it yeah, because I've I know that is like a common that yeah that's a common experience I want so like she didn't come she missed like the first term of school so I was like going to parties with all my rugby friends and I didn't find any of them attractive I was like oh yeah just like boys but I wasn't like looking for men I was just like trying to get used to going to school and we had a party and I saw her and I was like oh like I could not stop staring at her and I was like I wanted to be next to her and I wanted to talk to her and so I remember I went home for a break I didn't talk to her because I was so nervous and then I was like Mm -hmm. that was like so weird and she also had like short like Justin Bieber type hair she had like masculine clothing on so I was like maybe it's that like I'm just attracted Mm -hmm. to that type of person like I don't know and then as soon as I came back to school and she was like on my team like back in school I was like asking her to hang out all the time and so I had like I used to DD for all my friends because I was too scared to drink when I first got to school and so I was driving my friends home and one of my friends goes if you could kiss anyone on the team like who would you pick and I was like she was like blacked out so I was like she's not gonna remember so I said my ex's name and then the next day she brought it up to me and we talked about it and she was like have you ever watched the l word i'm like no so she's like pictures of girls in the l word like 
because my friend was like a super out lesbian like she, we were the same age I'd never met anyone like her and she like didn't care yeah. so she's like showing me characters from the l word like I feel like you're more like into Shane so she's like showing me pictures of Shane I'm like well yeah like I think she's pretty she goes but not bet like everyone likes bet and well I don't know who any like she's showing me all these <laughs> so I honestly got really <laughs> like friends with so many if it was like I had so many queer fairy godmothers around me like just like helping me through the experience like if I did tell them like I think I like this girl on, on the team they were like oh my gosh okay and they were giving me tips on how to talk to her like if we were you know having sex like how to do stuff like because I was really mm -hmm. scared because I had never had she like my ex was my first kiss like I hadn't been kissed oh, I wow. hated anyone like she, like that's why it was very like confusing and hard for me to grasp it and then trying to mm -hmm. explain it to my family was even more confusing I'm like like I like her like how I like boys but like I'm only dating her and I don't think I like other women and they were just mm -hmm. like okay like they like didn't care if they were like whatever like I love you whatever you want to do and um yeah so I honestly I like was really helped through the experience thankfully um oh. with all my friends yeah is there any advice that you were given throughout that whole process by any of your queer fairy godmothers um that like has stuck by you that you remember to this day like is there anything specific that still stands out to you that you were told yeah yeah uh well I remember my I told my friend like I think I like her she's like if you look at her like how you how you felt about crushes with boys and like you mm. probably do have a crush on her but I think like the number one thing I always remember my friend telling me when we I first started being like intimate with my ex so she's like so you have to like walk them through it and be very literal like so I was so confused when we were doing stuff and like I was literally like we would lay in bed and I would like google like how to fingers one and so I'm like okay like trying to figure tumbler how yeah. to do this I'm tumbler like, yeah mm -hmm. and I was like I guess we'll figure it out so I'll never forget that. like you have to be very literal and I think I also feel like that builds a better bond like in trust when you're having an intimate experience with someone that you're both like yeah 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 you have to be able to like communicate in a, yeah, a different perk. way yeah it's a perk for sure <laughs> yeah I think it leads yeah. to better outcomes yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> so did you have anyone in your life who just didn't get it because you were so boy crazy before because Gina and I both identify as like previously boy crazy and like I would just pick boys to like have crushes on kind of thing <laughs> like a new one every day I was like oh he was nice See, to now, me I guess I like him now <laughs> no I had more daddy issues than that so I had okay to, like, I have daddy issues to get it out of my system <laughs> no I just mean I wasn't uh, I wasn't quite so like non-participant in yeah. my boy crazy phase like sure. I was out there you know sucking and fucking and it was the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but would you um say that there was anyone in your life who just like didn't get it yeah I think everyone was very confused at first like it was very much like you know I never saw you being gay mm -hmm. like you didn't like do things like that and I was like like what but I also was like no I know because I know like if I'm being literal like I understand exactly what you're talking about but then it's so, like the other day my dad was telling me because we're like pulling baby pictures for our patreon thing for my podcast and my mom and dad are doing it. And my dad was like, man, I was looking through these pictures. And I was like, I think if I looked harder, like I could have seen certain signs, like you hated uh -huh. this or you always wanted to do this with me. Like certain things where you would like stereotypically be like, okay, like that, obviously you're gay. But, um, and I'm like, I mean, thank you. But like, I know what you mean. Um, mm -hmm. But I think everyone was very like caught off guard. Like, I don't think anyone was like, oh yeah. Like I could have seen that. They were like, what? And then it was kind of like, 
well you know is it because like all your friends are queer and I'm like no like I would always be like no like she has parts that are on a girl and I like those parts and then they'd be like I don't even know that like certain kind of yeah. I feel like everyone was for the most part everyone was super surprised no one was like why didn't you tell me or or I had no idea they were like oh my gosh what like they were all very confused for sure <laughs> yeah was there anything you found that was helpful to say to people who didn't seem to get it at first um sorry if that's hard <laughs> oh, no. I mean it's a good question there, I wish I had like I feel I've had a lot of people ask me like how do I come out to my family I'm like well I don't know your family and I don't know you like I wish I could give everyone like a blanket answer that works every single time right I think the biggest thing I did was I just had I had to exercise a lot of patience and like grace I feel like when like when I went to school I, I'm learning all these new things that I want to like share with everyone and like I'll just say like my parents for example and they didn't grow up like learning about gender identity so they're not being offensive like they just don't get it so then mm-hmm. when like I don't like Caitlyn Jenner but when she came out that was easier for everyone to digest because it was a public figure everyone could kind of register with the the idea of being transgender mm-hmm. and things like that and then what was really funny is um because I couldn't I didn't feel like bisexual made sense for me and I didn't feel like lesbian and at the time I didn't understand what queer meant so I was kind of just like floating and my yeah. mom one time called me and she goes did you see Lily Rose Depp? She came out as fluid. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. And she goes, is that like you? And I was like, I guess. And she goes, oh my gosh, I love that. Like whatever makes Aww. sense to them. Like I love that. And um, I got, yeah, I just exercise a lot of patience and grace, but only to certain people. So like if people are being like deliberately like homophobic and stuff, like I'm like, mm, no, like you're not my family anymore. Right. Um, Cause I did have family members like that. Um, but with my immediate family, that wasn't an issue. They were kind of just like, I mean, I don't get it, but like, good for you, girl. Like, that's fine. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry if this is too personal, but can I ask why, um, like, calling yourself queer, using that term to describe your sexuality is what feels best for you? Like, is it just like simply a blanket matter of it feels best for you? Or is there something else that... Versus like pansexual, yeah, and, yeah, you know, all the other options. <laughs> I know. I'm like honestly, I feel like all of them can apply to me. I like, I definitely don't feel straight, so I like, I ne- I can't say that one. But mm-hmm. um, and I, I've never had any experience with a man of any sort, so I feel like that's why I. I but I do lean more towards lesbian, but. I would hate to do that and then but even then like if I do say I'm a lesbian and then I end up dating a man like you're who's going to tell me you can't change you know or figure out who mm-hmm. you are right so right. I think it's like queer just like I feel kind of encompasses everything I feel about myself about how I feel about other people and so that one just always felt like me like I've always felt like bi was like didn't make sense to me like I, it just does for other people which I understand but for me I've never felt like I identified with in that yeah yeah, yeah. my girlfriend calls that herself queer as well so I feel like she kind of has the same exact uh feeling towards the word as you do so I, I was just curious uh, like why that's what felt best to you Definitely related to a lot of what you said yeah so um I was gonna kind of go back to I don't mean to like keep bringing up your ex or anything but <laughs> I know that on your um, podcast you were talking about how you kind of pursued them and like it sounds like from the moment you saw that person you were like oh I want to be with them yeah. um, and we just actually had an episode about situationships and do you have any advice for like getting out of a situationship and kind of you know making the relationship happen without like I don't know making it happen like how did it kind of pan out for you yeah I mean I 
I wish I had the same balls I had when I was 19. Like I am not her anymore. Like when I go out, I like want everyone to approach me. But like when I was 19, like I didn't give a fuck. I was like, and that, that's just naturally not who I am. I'm very, I like have grown up always really shy. So I don't know why when I got to college, I think cause it was just me. Like my sister's not there. My mom's not there. Like, I'm like, okay, like if anyone's going to make it happen, it has to be me. Yeah. Um, I mean, with my ex, like I pursued her and it kind of went through like a long thing of a situationship. I mean, at the, it was 2012, like that wasn't a term at the time. And mm-hmm. it was this thing where it was like, she was like, well, I don't want to date like anyone. And then I was like, well, I'm not a booty call. So like, we're either like, can we just be exclusive with no label? Which when I look mm-hmm. back on is me like compromising on what I want to fit mm-hmm. with people. Like it should be a compromise. We both meet in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, yeah. And then two weeks later, she asked me to be her girlfriend. So it was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, sure. But like, I know you're only talking to me. Like, that's fine. Um, yeah. So I wish I had good advice or situationships. I've been in a couple over the last year um, that, that didn't last as long as my other ones. So, and most of them were just like talking, like we're only talking to each other. And then all of a sudden it, it like kind of dissipates. But mm-hmm. I wish I had better advice for that. I, it's weird that to see the rise in them now, or maybe people are just talking about it more. Um, cause I have noticed that a lot, especially within the queer community where people are like, well, I don't know, like if I want to date, well, then you shouldn't be talking to people. <laughs> like, I think you should figure out, <laughs> then you can talk to people. Like, I'm looking to date. Like, I don't want to talk to a hundred people who don't know what they want. Like, I want mm-hmm. to, who knows what they want. Yeah. 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 I, I saw see that. that in another one of your episodes, you were talking about dating apps and you were talking about like being like a 10 on one dating app and then like a seven on another like and that like the type of people you approach or get approached by are like very different on the different dating apps and do you have a preference for um finding someone on a dating app just curious Um, (laughs) like I guess which which dating app I'd say is I do the so I tried a lot of them I tried her I tried um which everyone no one likes that one I didn't like that one that's um, where I met my girlfriend that's what Cheyenne, yeah. is there really, okay my yeah. cousin, I've never heard another success story I've never met Cheyenne. anyone I've met one other person and <laughs> yeah it didn't work okay, out <laughs> my cousin met her girlfriend on there and they're yeah. both someone and I hardly ever see someone queer women so I'm always I so well, my cousin and her girlfriend were telling me that. I'm like, oh, I'll try it. And then actually, okay, so what happened was, so Bumble was the one I tried first. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tinder, I've had more success on like- Me too. Talking, yeah. but then I'm like, do I convert them to dates? I don't know. Like that is always iffy, like in mm-hmm. like, spitting them out. But I met someone on Bumble. That was the only day I went on like off a dating app. And um, I saw her, I would see her on other apps, obviously, because like we went on the date and it just wasn't a good fit. And so when I saw her on her, I didn't, I was like probably the second time I used it. I was trying to swipe up, you know, all the buttons are different on all of them. So yeah. I to swipe up to go to the bottom to like, like, not block her, but like hide this person or something. From yeah. Or whatever. And when I did that, it it had me swipe right on her or whatever it is. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I deleted it. And I was like, no more dating. I was like, that's what I get. <laughs> like, why didn't I just swipe left? Like, I don't know why I was trying to do that. I think because I was like, why don't want her to see me on here? But then I was like, we're not dating. Like, who cares? I don't know. That yeah. Was like, like four months in this being single. Like, especially because like my, my ex was like my first person I ever dated. Like dating, Tinder became a thing while we were dating. So I don't have any experience like mm. with online dating. So I'm like freaking at the time, 28, like trying to figure out what I'm doing on there. And then mm-hmm. I see, oh, it was a mess, but yeah. So right yeah. now I'm not on dating apps. Um, I don't want to get recognized by people that listen to the podcast because it does happen mm-hmm. to me a lot. It happened to me a lot on Hinge. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, it off. I don't want anyone seeing me on here. 
So, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I tried to get on like Raya or different ones like that, but I'll probably end up doing, I think I'll probably end up doing Tinder again. That one ends up being the one I like the most. I don't know. Yeah. It's like yeah. such a love it or hate it kind of app. I definitely yeah. had like the most success on it, but also like dreaded <laughs> opening yeah, it. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. Are you enjoying the single life and like getting to date and stuff? I know like with your cancer and Capricorn placements, you probably, I mean, I like to like be in a committed relationship and be like settled down and all that stuff. But like, are you having fun with it, would you say? And also like not to keep referencing your podcast, which obviously we're going to have you plug at the end. um, But I know you talked about like dating horror stories and I was wondering if you have any like queer dating horror stories that you could share if if you're willing (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean yeah I can um am I enjoying being single yes I feel like at first obviously because when you're with someone for that long if you're gonna get married I'm like having an identity crisis Mm -hmm. but I feel like all of last year was really me like obviously healing and relearning what it is to be like a person on my own like I was with my ex for so long, like, I didn't know who I was without her, which was honestly really scary, and it made me even more mad that I had poured so much of myself into her, so that's what all of last year was, and then I feel like this year is, like, me having fun and, like, figuring out what I'm doing and just really trying to enjoy my life and being single, so, like, living by myself, that's, like, I did that all of last year and now this year is, like, I never thought I'd be comfortable doing that, but now I really Mm -hmm. enjoy having my own space, that's why, that's something I'm super scared about, like, dating someone new and then having them like have to I'm like don't I don't want anyone in my room don't, <laughs> don't use my bathroom like my my brother comes over and like, don't use my bathroom like I don't want anyone touching my stuff like yeah so, like having the thought of having to share my space with someone again I'm like gosh I don't even remember what that feels like so mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying it but I do of course like have periods of time where like I've, what, at least once a month where I'm like oh my gosh I'm single and like I wish I had like a girlfriend or something and like mm-hmm. and then yeah and then I go get my eyelashes done. I'm like, never mind. I'm okay. Like, never <laughs> I, do have, I do have bouts of that because cancer rising in me will never allow me to ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, for dating horror stories, I went on a date last year with this girl. She was really nice. And I was like, she doesn't know who my sister is, which that I like wouldn't plug my insurance this is also before the podcast became a thing so I was mm-hmm. like I'm not putting my my Instagram on there because my sister's all over it so she didn't know who I was sure. and then um when we were talking so we were talking like consistently for like probably two weeks on Instagram on the only voice memos and I was also like why won't you text me but that's fine like we could talk on here and then we went on a date she had like kind of lied about her height which I thought was really odd and something mostly men do um so she was like almost the same height as me which I don't care but I'm like that's weird how tall did she say she was she said she was like 5'10 and I'm 5'4 so I had like she's on which probably made me 5'6 she was like almost the same height so she's like 5'7 random like why lie yeah I don't get that at all (laughs) I'm like Okay, like, so that I said, that's fine, whatever. And I'm so nervous because this is like my first, first date, like after everything, I'm like, gosh, I don't even know, like, it'll be like, I'm just nervous because I haven't done one in a long time. So then we mm-hmm. go on a date and um, she had asked me like, are you okay? But like kind of said it rude, like we were having a picnic, so we were setting up the blanket and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> like you know what I don't want to tell her I'm nervous. I was like, yeah, I'm okay. But like, she's like, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. he was like, oh, are you allergic to anything? And I was like, oh, just like, I thought she was talking about the food because she had bought us food. And so I go, oh, just like eggs and milk. So that's why I'm <laughs> And then she goes, well, I know that. I'm talking about like, are you allergic to grass? And then I go, oh, 
no like you didn't say that and then like, <laughs> the worst part was we played this game I like me it's called like we're your friends you know the like it's the red it's in the red box I always call it the white people card. The we're not really strangers one yes that one yeah. I was yeah. my sister and I call it the white people card game because I've only <laughs> ever seen white people play that game so oh, in that's the, so yeah. funny have you ever played it I've played uh, it. Yeah. As yeah. a white person, yes, of course I've played that game. <laughs> I played it once and I cried and I was like, never again. I don't want to. But this is also on a first date. Like if I'm on a party with my friends, like that would be fun. Like to get to know each other, like even like deeper yeah. theory do. But she pulls it out on a first date and I've, I've only seen it on TikTok. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And so obviously it's me asking her questions about how she perceives me or whatever. Yeah. And so... I can't remember. I wish I remembered what my question was, but she had just read one that I had to ask me about her where I was like, oh, like it was something about like a first impression. So I was like, oh, like when I saw your, your you know, Bumble profile, I thought this of you. Like I thought, you know, she likes to have fun. I don't remember what I said. It was probably something like cheesy. Mm -hmm. Then I had a question after that was probably similar to that. And she goes, yeah, when I saw your profile, I thought like, you know, most, you, most of the time when people make dating profiles, they make them so like other people will like be attracted to them. But like yours was just you being yourself. And I just, I love that about you. And then I was oh. like, what the fuck? That is, I was like, what's on there? Like I was trying to think of what picture, I have a picture of me in a, in a two piece bathing suit on there. And I was like, okay, like that's me not caring. Like I, it was so weird. And then because mm. I didn't want to be rude. I mean, even though she was being rude to me the whole time, mm. um, I sat there and on that date for two and a half hours, just like hanging out, like talking. And then I was kind of like, if you're going to be rude to me, then like, I can be kind of snippy back. Like, yeah. so she was like telling me, like, I also feel like maybe it's because I'm an older queer and I, I like, I have an age limit now. It's you have to be born in 1995 or, or <laughs> before that's it. I got <laughs> yeah. after that. And I think that was my mistake because I think she was younger than that. And so mm. I feel like a lot of the times when I date women or I talk to, you know, queer people that are around that younger than that, yeah, will ask me life advice because I'm going to be 30 this year, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, like, one girl I was talking to, I met her at Pride. She was like telling me like for weeks, like, like flirting with me and then not, and then flirting with me and not. And then she's like, yeah, like, and then every day was me giving her advice, like on her job. Like, how can she like tell her boss to be nicer to her? Like, and I, I fall into that role with a lot of, you know, people I end up like seeing or talking to. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to, what am I, what kind of energy am I giving off that makes people think that like. Panterizing. Yeah. <laughs> They're no, like, I'm, she yeah. will nurture me. She'll, she'll take care of me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you I'm need someone older. <laughs> That's what I think. That's, I was telling my mom that. She's like, you need to date older people that like already know what they're doing. Like you ask them for advice. Right. Like, it's not the other way around. I don't mind giving advice because I love helping people, but like mm -hmm. not someone I'm like, are we going on a date? And like, what are we doing? Like, I don't want to go on a date and then like be your mom. Um, yeah. No, like an equal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or someone to look up to, of course. So, but yeah, that's like one of my many dating. <laughs> oh courses. boy. Yeah. I really yeah. wish you'd asked her what about your profile, like made her think that, gave her that impression because I'm so yeah. curious. Like, I was what so do you mean? I am like, what do you mean by that? Because I like, I remember I called my sister on the way home and I told her she said that because people will also say things to me and I just won't think anything of it. And then they like said this weird thing, but I didn't think it meant anything. And mm -hmm. I'll tell my sister and she's like, why would you sit there for two more hours and let her say that to him? <laughs> I, I would do that too, though. I would yeah, do the exact same I mean, thing. Like I'm like, I didn't think it meant anything. And then when my sister was explaining it to me, I'm like, oh, that is rude. Like, mm -hmm. I, she said to me, I thought it was rude, but I'm like, maybe I'm reading into it. But yeah, it was. Yeah. 
Okay. That Maybe reminds she just me of like other people like use filters and you didn't have any filters on or like I don't know. Maybe it's something that know. simple, but it just came out really wrong. Not that I'm that's what I was thinking. Rudeness, I wouldn't but... think she did purposely. Yeah, I thought the same. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like a slightly nicer version of my ex who I like we were like friends after we broke up and I had like made my uh tinder bio like this long thing about all the things I was into and she was like no one's gonna read all that why would you make that your profile and then (laughs) that's exactly what I said to her I was like good I'm not trying to attract someone like you I don't like you and (laughs) then my girlfriend like saw it and like I had tweeted it and someone that she knew liked it and she like sent it to her friend and was like is this my soulmate so like obviously that's who it's fucking for not for you and that's that that person was like a little bit nicer I guess but still (laughs) very rude I know I'm like I don't want it So since you mentioned eyelashes and being queer and everything, do you identify as femme? And do you, if so, do you do anything to like present as more queer or do you just like not really think about that? No, I do. So, um, well, yeah, so lashes and then the nails are probably like what throws a lot of people off. Um, but I'm not getting rid of any of the nails until it's Mm -hmm. worth for someone. Like if it's just me, like I'm going to leave the nails. But um, I feel like when the first thing I did when I, I broke up with my ex was I got my septum pierced. So I was, I'd always wanted it. And she was like, I think it'll look ugly. And then mm-hmm. I kept telling my dad, like, I really wanted to go. And he's like, let's go together. And I was like, okay. And then me and my dad, your septum's pierced. Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel like, I hope that that's a good signifier, but then I know there's a lot of straight girls that do it now. So I'm like, Ugh. so I, I go to all the queer events and I'm there and I, I don't know how else, like, oh I'll, I'll wear rings I feel like that's an easy signifier too so I'm kind of like hoping like maybe if I'm in the room then like everyone will know that I am also <laughs> one of you like I don't know yeah. how else to like like say it but um no I mean I wish I had better advice I love like uh Brianne Williamson she's one of my friends I like I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with her um mm-hmm. her platform and everything and so she you know she's like hey, here's gay girl tip like 500 billion tip. yeah um, I follow her. I'm trying to remember. Oh, one thing she said was to put um like a pride flag in your bio. And when mm-hmm. I did that, like overnight, I got like 800 new followers. So wow. I was like, oh, cool. Like maybe like, but I'm like, if you listen to the podcast, I talk about being gay all the time, but I'm like, maybe that gives me more proof. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> that was like something I did, but like in person, I don't, I wish I had more things that I'm like, yeah. me, like I don't know. I, don't know. I think no, your I hair, you and like- Gina literally have the same hair color right now, yeah. except you have like the money pieces. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so like, I think that helps. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I hear that a lot though, where it's like I'm doing all the things. I, you know, I I did this, I did that. I've got the rings, I got the septum, and it's like still mm-hmm. like yeah, questionable. Like, so oh God, I don't know. Please. I know. I'm like I'm here <laughs> at an event called Queer Girl. Like there's yeah. no straight women in here, please. Like, like do we all this. just get a rainbow tattoo in the like I'm on good. our face or something? <laughs> like I feel like as a femme, you just have like you just have to be the one who approaches which sucks like to never get approached but like I mean (laughs) if it's between that and like never getting laid again I think it's like the lesser of two evils that's true yeah something to think about that's true yeah (laughs) yeah for sure um so obviously I didn't want to bring up your sister because this is an interview about you but since you brought up your sister Drew and you brought up your dad I was going to ask a little bit about um like your family dynamic because again mentioning your podcast you had talked a few times about having positive male role models and I think it's very interesting that like 
you can see that both with you as like a queer person and like you had never dated men until you dated a woman so obviously you weren't like settling and then it seems like your sister has like very healthy self-esteem and like doesn't put up with bullshit either and can you tell us a little bit more of these like mythical good male role models because I haven't encountered very many (laughs) and who were the gay men too that were that you had in your life too Ooh, okay so well in terms of my sister and I like on it we were just so blessed like we talk about all the time like growing up with so many different like positive uh, men in our lives Mm -hmm. not just my dad but like my mom's dad like my grandpa he's like one of my favorite people in the world um my dad's brother I grew up with like a second dad so I like my godfather like I just always had like really good men and I honestly think that that's a reflection of my mom and the type Mm. of men she chooses to surround herself with my mom is like my mom's like honestly the OG Drew like my mom's been acting like that like her whole life has never allowed anyone to speak to her any other way without respect right and Mm. so um my sister and I have just been raised to be like that with, with my mom so in terms of like encountering like shitty men like I feel like middle school and high school is like where you see the most even elementary school like I had a crush on a boy and he said I used to have eczema on my eye and he was like I would like her if she didn't have that thing on her eye and I was like a huge like new complex like you're like when you're little mm-hmm. you think back, you're like, oh and that's why I feel like this about my body right so um in terms of meeting like shitty like men like that like my mom would always be like They're, he's ugly anyways and you're too pretty <laughs> like whatever like he's a loser like, my, we're like five like my mom's calling me <laughs> she's like who cares <laughs> move on and so I think that the reason me and my sister got to grow up around so many amazing men is because of my mom and how she raised us and created that environment already and so like like I never knew what it was like to grow up without like both thankfully both my parents being super supportive of me and my siblings through everything nevertheless like I'm the oldest too so like no none of the siblings have had like boyfriends or girlfriends yet so then I'm the first one and it's a girlfriend and Mm -hmm. no one expected that and I have to set the example and both my parents are super accepting and, and like really cool about it thankfully um and yeah and then for queer men my mom my parents had me at 18 so like my mom was like running and gunning like in community college so she was a cheerleader her whole life so I was around like she had like nothing but gay men on her team so I grew up around them so I grew up like seeing all of them but I never grew up around queer women um literally ever and I feel like in my what sucks about my culture is that there's like we grew up with like if you go like historically all the way back like there was a third gender at a time and like mm-hmm. queer people were like revered in my culture but because obviously of colonization and religion and westernization and things like that um a lot of them you know my uh, my people in my culture are homophobic and so um I know there's more queer people in my family like there's no way there's this many of us and it's just me and my one gay cousin and his amazing husband who I'm like best friends with like there's no way mm-hmm. oh and his sisters so there's no way it's just the four of us like there has to be more of us. yeah in. and I know there is but the you know the four of us choose to live our lives like openly and I feel like it's a privilege to be able to do that because like for me it was never a question I'm like my mom is my mom like she'll always support me and same with my dad because both my parents are someone but I know for a lot of other people in my family I I know that that's not um the same and not even in my family but like in my culture entirely like I know like I I hope and I I wish one day that my other people will be able to feel comfortable living their lives being queer and being someone Mm -hmm. that's why um 
I didn't grow up seeing any sort of someone, women in media period, nevertheless, the, any of them being queer. Um, that's mm-hmm. where like, my sister and I always joke about The Rock, but like, he's the only like representation we've ever had. I'm like, yeah, he's my uncle. He's not. So that's when people are like, <laughs> you're my cousin. I'm like, yeah, I used to do it all the time. I'd be like, yeah, my uncle's The Rock. And like, I get him this weekend. I don't. I just want to take him. Um, but, um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to ask if, like culturally you think that had like an influence on the good male role models but then once you started talking about colonization I was like probably not with like the influence of like the patriarchy and shit uh it's probably like a bit of an an anomaly um so I have to know your mom's zodiac sign because I'm very curious my mom's is crazy so my mom is a sag sun a leo moon and then a sag rising so oh like, yeah. take no shit yeah. yeah my dad's a pisces like and my brother's a cancer they're the only yeah. water signs in our family mm-hmm. like the five of us and so because i think drew drew's a virgo so i think that's an earth sign right i don't mm-hmm. remember yeah yeah yeah. So, but yeah no yeah do you remember the name of the uh, third gender or like can you like do you know more info on that because that's sure. so I, i've heard of other cultures where like you know the two spirit and other things but yeah. what was like specifically so I know in Hawaiian culture and like, I'm not Hawaiian. So like, but like from what I've read and learned, it was called Mahu for them. And then mm-hmm. in Samoan culture, there's two. So like I grew up hearing the word fafa fine, which to me, we would say, oh, that guy's fafa. But that would be like, oh, he's gay. Like, because he's doing something mm-hmm. feminine, like it's offensive the way they're using it. But I didn't know okay. that that's a trans woman. And then I forget how to say the mm-hmm. trans um, uh, man one in Samoan, but I know in the first one is fafa fine. So, like, there's a really great book called Queer Someones, I think is what it's called, and that one goes more in depth on the two different genders, and I feel like there's another one in there that I can't remember, but Mm -hmm. every country in Polynesia has, like, their own version of what it looks like, um, which I think is really cool, and I think that's why my sister and I always talk about how we identify a lot with, like, Indigenous people, like, Native people, um, because we have, like, similarities in our cultures and stuff like that. I read a book about like queer spirituality and it talked a lot about like their genders Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um it was a while ago but I think it was just called like queer spirituality and I think it talked a lot about like all these different kinds of uh, genders and sexualities and stuff it was really interesting you know if this is the book cover yes someone queer life that's what it is (laughs) I am going to be reading that perfect thank you for the recommendation (laughs) So since you mentioned The Rock, were there queer characters that you related to or can see even now representation? Yeah, I loved, um, I was a huge Glee fan when I was in high school. So I loved Maya Rivera's character. Yes. I thought she was so funny and so cool. And this is also like while I'm in high school, so I don't know I'm gay yet, but I was like, she's my favorite one. Like, I love her. Me and my sister were like, obsessed with her. She's the best one. And then mm-hmm. I remember when I got to college, um, that was when the episode came out where she came out to her grandma and I just started dating my girlfriend. So I was like, it felt oh. so full circle. And like, I, I she's like hyper femme. So like, I'd never seen a hyper femme, like, in mainstream media be gay and out like I watched like Degrassi and stuff but they none of the girls I felt mm-hmm. looked like they were all white and whatever and so this yeah. was found like and her having to deal with her grandma like I cried like when her grandma like wouldn't accept her because I was worried that would happen in my family thankfully it didn't but I was like obviously pretending it was me I'm like oh my gosh um but I feel like that one I resonated with a lot because I feel like a lot of the reason she was so closed off and mean to everyone was because she was so uncomfortable with who she was and mm-hmm. I resonated with that a lot in high school I always told my sister like I hated high school I would never go back and I still believe that to say I would never go back I feel like Mm -hmm. it was torture when I was there (laughs) 
But um, I mean, I had a lot of friends and I played sports and I got good grades. But I think when I look back, like, I think it was because I just never felt like I could be myself because I didn't understand mm. like what I was feeling or how I wanted to be yeah. like around everyone. And I didn't have crushes on girls. Like, so like, I just feel like if I'd been able to, if I feel like if I went to high school now, it would still be hell because it's high school, but being able to see so many different variations of like queer kids going to prom, like when that was the the trend with the mirror ball song by Taylor Swift on, on um, TikTok, I was like, I'm going to delete this app. Like it made me cry <laughs> times. Oh. It was so cute. And I wish I had been able to see something like that when I was going to high yeah. school, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Compet ruins so much for us. It's nice yeah. though that like it's we're starting to unravel it and we can yeah. start to see like, okay, things are different. Like mm-hmm. even my some of my friends have young, like a lot younger siblings. And so they're like in high school right now, um, even though we're like 30. Yeah. Um, and they have like gay best friends that they like stick up for. And it's like such a different environment and the like protectiveness of queer kids now I don't know I think there's still a long way to go obviously but it's a it's a weird thing of being like jealous but then happy and it's such a complex as like I totally back like that I totally right I yeah I remember I always wanted to be part of a gay straight alliance to show that I was an ally (laughs) but I was like but only the gay kids join the club yeah not gay like they'll know yeah (laughs) (laughs) even I don't know everyone's gonna think I'm like who cares but like at that time yeah I cared about so I totally (laughs) yeah I feel exactly the same and also when you brought up rugby at the beginning I wanted to be on this like local rugby team so badly when I was in high school but like I didn't join it and then as an adult I actually did go to like one rugby practice but I didn't end up joining the team but I like was I like low-key like love like very aggressive sports <laughs> like I've always yeah. wanted to do roller derby too I, love that. I know I wanted to try <laughs> oh I could too. see you doing roller derby Cheyenne for sure yeah I was gonna go to a roller derby um like boot camp in my city but they practice like twice a week and then I have this podcast and yeah. other stuff going on I just don't have time for it unfortunately but <laughs> I want to <laughs> yeah I totally see that <laughs> yeah do you miss playing any I don't know maybe you still do but do you miss playing any team sports if you don't anymore I think I miss like the automatic like friend group like everyone knows each other we're all friends mm-hmm. um but I will say about, re- like, at least the part of rugby that I played in, there was a lot of, like, alcoholism, like, that I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with. Um, that's mm-hmm. so ingrained in the culture of it that I, like, you can't escape it, like, when you're in it. So yeah. I don't miss that. And I felt, like, obviously any sort of team group environment, there's going to be some form of, like, toxicity within it. And I felt that a lot when I would play. Because, like, I want to play for fun. Like, I don't want to be serious. Like, I want to win. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want to, like, don't be mean to me. Like, I want to have fun. Yeah. Like, for rugby in college, I played, like, I think three out of the four years, and, like, one of the years I played, I only played half the season, because I was, like, it was too much drama, and I, like, I'm going to school, like, I, <laughs> this is supposed to be fun, like, this isn't mm-hmm. the Olympics, like, I don't even want to be in the Olympics, like, I want yeah. to have fun, like, this is not fun, and rugby is the only sport, because I grew up playing soccer, which is also really gay, when Me I too. got older, I was, like, didn't know that was gay. Yeah, fucking um, Bennett, like, Beckham. Yeah, literally. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think her movie, why? I'm, like, yeah. No. <laughs> why do I like this yeah I remember um rugby was the only sport I ever played where you're like literally trying to kill each other the whole time and then at the end you're like best friends like you walk off the field and go party together like I like in soccer and volleyball like you were like I hate the other team like I'm not gonna talk to them but like rugby is completely opposite so I did love the team and like 
real like sisterhood like a family aspect of it but there are parts of it that I was kind of just like nah, I don't want to do anything yeah over it. yeah <laughs> can I just say that your response to that tells me that you were very good at <laughs> rugby because like if you're like good like you make friends immediately and then if you're like kind of awkward and not the best people are like why is she here probably but um yeah, I I saw that you had also talked a lot about being a goalie and how that that's like a very gay position. And I was thinking about it. I feel like it's because you're like the center of attention, like <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of women. Like yeah. you're the center. Everyone has to look at you. Everyone has to yeah. think about you. Everyone's standing on you. And yeah, it's maybe I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory. That makes sense. <laughs> So one question that we kind of ask every guest at the end of all of our episodes is if you have any just overarching advice for younger queer people or a younger version of yourself, like if you can give young people advice, not the ones you're dating, like not the ones that you need to mother them or anything, <laughs> yeah. but just the young gays who are out there listening. Well, tell your boss. No, um, I think I would like like if you're able to like in a safe environment I feel like life is too short to not embrace who you really are so I'm always telling people like I, I, my goal in life is to convince everyone I know to get a septum piercing I'm like we should all get them like we would all look great <laughs> um so just in terms of like like dye your hair the way you want to dye it like who cares what people think of you especially in if it, if you're thinking it's going to make you look more gay like I always want to look more gay, like in my opinion, but when I was younger, I didn't. And I wish I hadn't focused on that so much. I wish I had focused more on like having an authentic like experiences with throughout my life. So if you're able to in a safe environment, I would just suggest that you just embrace who you are right now. And I think not take your labels like too seriously, like initially, like just because you feel like you're something now like, and something changes or you meet someone where, you know, it awakens something in you that you didn't know is there. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you and you're allowed to like, you know, flow and figure out what you're doing. Like how they talk about like sexuality is a spectrum, it's fluid and it's constantly changing. And I wish... As much as we tell people that, I wish we had embraced it more and, and been more honest about it because I feel like a lot of people get embarrassed. Like like me, like I'm like, well, I don't want to say I am a lesbian. And then one day I'm like, well, yeah, queer makes most sense to me. I feel like it, it mm -hmm. encompasses everything. I would say that. Mm -hmm. And then same with like when I was talking about coming out, I would just have a lot of grace and patience with um, the people that you love. If maybe they're not understanding where you're coming from, unless they're doing it in a way that like makes you feel really bad about yourself, then I would take, I would always prioritize yourself. I feel like we don't do that enough in our community. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so we're obviously big fans of yours and it was super exciting to have you on, but for anybody who is not already following you, where can they find you? Where can they listen to your podcast? Anything else that you want to, you know, promote? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I don't have a Twitter or an X anymore. Um, <laughs> But um, it's just my first and last name, Dason Alfawalo. And then I have a podcast with my sister, Drew, called Two Idiot Girls, where we talk about different life experiences, things we're into right now, um, different trends and stuff like that. And sometimes we have our friends on, which is super fun. And so you can find Two Idiot Girls anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And then we post the video version on our YouTube channel every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
And for us, of course, we would love to get your questions. So follow us anywhere and send us your questions. Um, you can find us at Sapphic Survival Guide everywhere except for Twitter slash X, which is just at Sapphic Survival. You can call in your questions at 724-209-8877, or you can send us an email at sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. And of course, you can get all the bonus content in our video feed on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Sapphic Survival Guide. And you can follow me anywhere online at the Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mess Band on pretty much any social media platform out there. And with that, class is now dismissed. <laughs>